Hey everyone. Um, so this is just a test uh, podcast. If you're listening in, um, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, today we have Melody Godwin as uh, our guest. She'll be sharing her testimony as well as her, as her experiences as a Christian today. Um, so, well, thank you, Melody, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so, why, why don't you go ahead and just start? Um, my question for you um, first is. Um, Tell us about yourself. Um, tell us about who you are and uh, how long you've been attending Oak Hills Church. So I've been at Oak Hills, man, on and off since I was a really <clears throat> young teenager. So I think I came here when I was uh, maybe around 13 and I'm 29 now. So I came back last year uh, right at the start of COVID. Um, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So uh, that definitely put kind of a challenge into things but it was really cool um I'm definitely grateful that I was back at Oak Hills because I was very happy with like how they handled everything and I thought Mm. Matt had some really great sermons that helped get me through the pandemic so um I was raised in church I have always gone to a free will Baptist church uh I was raised in Northwest Free Will Baptist Church, and then I came Oak Hills as a teenager. So I've always been going to a Free Will Baptist Church. Um, I really started, I, I think, um, I was really grateful that I was raised Christian. I had parents who really loved God, and I really saw God in them, especially my dad. Um, he was kind of like my first like mentor with Christianity. Uh we definitely got more close as I got older. I didn't really have that great of a relationship with my parents growing up. Unfortunately, I think since I was raised so strict, it just left a lot of questions unanswered at the time. And so they were just doing the best they could. But, um, and I'm sure Mace will say the same thing about me when I get older, when he gets older, because I'm sure I'll do stuff that I wish I could have done better. But um, because of that, whenever I became a teenager, I didn't turn to the church and I didn't turn turn to my parents for that guidance that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when I started getting more into progressive Christianity. And um, I thought that I was doing the right thing by seeking out pastors and stuff like that. But they were, uh, it was very dangerous because I um, really got I kind of was left, like the thing with progressive Christianity, for me anyway, um, I can't speak for everyone, but for me was that I kind of made up my own rules when it came to my faith. And so I thought, hey, I'm a Christian, been raised in church. I love God. Um, I'm good, right? You know, like I said the prayer at youth camp, like I'm set, you know, (laughs) I can do whatever I want now. That's good enough. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so, and these preachers were kind of reaffirming that because it was a very Mm. me-based gospel. Like I, and so because of that, I kind of made it up as I went. I cherry pick verses and be like, okay, that's, you know, I like this, don't like that. And it kind of, uh, I avoided any kind of repentance or obedience to God and um, thought it was working out great for me. And so, yeah, like I just, yeah, yeah, it it really led me astray. And like that's, although I never had the, you know, big falling out where I like rebelled against God. I mean, I guess that's kind of what this was, but like I never doubted that God existed. I just, um, I didn't 
follow him or have a relationship with him. And so because of that, you know, when things started to happen to me, um, just, you know, life, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a solid foundation. And so I just fell apart and like it really manifested for me in to a really bad anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. and panic disorder. And, um, that would just get worse over the years. Uh, I, ended up being a really emotionally abusive spouse to Skylar, my husband. Um, I lost a lot of friends. I became very isolated and introverted. I didn't, you know, and I just started, you know, looking at what the world looked at, which was because I knew I had a problem with anxiety. I knew that it was crippling. It was debilitating for me. Um, it was preventing me from living life. And, um, I looked to what the world looked at in the sense that they were telling me, um, you know, put yourself first and which is the same thing these progressive preachers were telling me. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing that. You know, like if anybody wrongs me, you just cut them out of my life. You know, like it's all very all about you. And Um, so before you continue, Mm -hmm. do you mind explaining to, you know, whoever's listening, Mm -hmm. what progressive Christianity is? Because a lot of times when we talk about progressive versus mm-hmm. conservative, we think politics, like, you know. Right. But conservative versus progressive Christianity is different yes, than politics. Yeah. So do you mind explaining? Yeah. So um, progressive Christianity is, that's kind of hard, but um, it's because yeah. it, it's very broad and there's kind of two, two different types of it because there's like progressive christianity and then there's new age christianity Mm -hmm. and we're seeing them both very prevalent today so like progressive christianity is basically um it's it's these uh it's very much it's almost like a self-help perspective on the word so it doesn't talk it kind of avoids the things that uh, make people uncomfortable. Like it's very, usually for churches who are very seeker friendly, Mm -hmm. um, they don't necessarily from the outside, it appears anyway, don't necessarily care about probably, uh, you know, the people's souls, like the actual relationship with God and, um, what the Bible says. It's about feeling good. Exactly. It's about feeling good and living your best life. Yeah. And, being the best um, you that you can be. Yes, exactly. And yeah. we hear it a lot. It's very alluring because mm-hmm. it's telling us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They shy away from the topics like um, repentance, obviously, mm-hmm. and forgiveness. And they honestly have a very loose uh, relationship with the word. It's like, yeah, Jesus was a good guy that lived. They uh, some of them even yeah. some progressive Christians even doubt that uh, Jesus died on the cross. Um, they don't, a lot of the times they don't believe in hell. Um, so they don't, they don't discuss that at all. They take the word as, uh, kind of like almost like a prophetic, like it's, Mm. it's good information, but it's not necessarily from God to them. They don't think the whole Bible is ordained like they, so they kind of take what they want and leave the rest. So, yeah. Well, just personally for me, I think Mm. that there's a reason why there's progressive Christianity, uh, mm-hmm. while there's also a reason why there's conservative Christianity. A lot of it is just us being self-centered. Yeah. But, like, with progressive Christianity, I think that, like, one thing that progressive Christianity really emphasizes is the orthopraxy. So, like, mm-hmm. the practicing 
of like the gospel like uh their biggest criticism when it comes to conservative christianity is that we follow so much doctrine that we forget about loving people Mm -hmm. and loving god Mm -hmm. but then the problem with progressive christianity is that they throw away doctrine they throw away the reason why you need to do these things yeah so like there's an imbalance between like you know following the bible reading it believing in its inerrancy infallibility and inspiration but then there's also an imbalance where you believe it, but you don't act it out. Right. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't you tell me more about how this progressive Christianity, like, affected you, especially in mm-hmm. your anxiety and your walk with God yeah. earlier? So um, what it did for me is since it turned me so inward, looking for my own strength, um, you know, things that I really lacked, uh, it really made my anxiety a lot worse because I was Mm. just looking at myself for strength that I never had in the first place. And I wasn't looking for God for help. I was just looking for God to literally take the problem away. Mm. And so since he wasn't, um, you know, it made me question him. It made me question if he was capable of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and made me of course question why he wouldn't do that. And so it, it definitely messed with my relationship with God a lot because I didn't know who he was at all because of it. I was just believing that, you know, he can take this away, which he can, but that's not typically what it looks like. Like he had given me a thorn in my flesh that was when you know, I learned how to cope with that and use it for, I mean, it was something I could use for his glory, but instead I was just seeing it as a problem that was messing with my life and I needed him to take away. And, um, so it definitely messed with me in that sense. It made my anxiety a lot worse. Um, and it made me just, you know, question God and mad at God. And it just was frustrating. It never turned me to scripture. And so I never was in the word. I didn't have answers to the questions that would come up, um, either within myself or with friends, you know, people who questioned why I believed what I believed. I didn't have an answer because I didn't read the Bible. You know, I was just like, I don't know. It just, you know, like, I just, just, that's the truth. And I don't know what else to tell you. Duh. So, um, it, that made it difficult. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it turned me to really bad preaching, questionable practices, you know, uh, like I would do, um, I kind of dove a little bit into the new age, mm. uh, Christianity, which is more about spirituality and a Christ consciousness. <laughs> um, yeah. And that G- they, they actually believe that Jesus was just the ultimate Christ consciousness. Mm. He wasn't a real, he wasn't God yeah. is what they believe. And so you know, all that I kind of fell into and like the whole crystals and, uh, yeah, scary yeah, stuff. Essential so, oils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, young living. Yeah, exactly. Stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, you know, that just yeah. gave me idols, you know? And so I was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, meditating, but I wasn't meditating in a, like a productive way, like on scripture or anything like that. I was just meditating on, you know, like doing yoga and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like trying all these very pagan practices that um, do nothing (laughs) for our relationship with God. So what introduced you to like progressive Christianity and new age Christianity? So for me, it was music. Uh Um, I have always been, uh, I, I really love worship and I love, um, that's the way I talk to God. And even when I was far from God, that's the way he'd draw me in. And so I went to a concert of a band I really liked at the time, um, a Christian band. And I 
liked their music a lot and their preacher came out and said a few words and I was like wow he's really smart and this particular preacher had a lot of um uh, sermons on anxiety. So I really saw that as a sign from God. I was like, this is great. And, um, he was my introduction to it because he was the, a progressive Christian is still a progressive Christian, a very major one. And, um, so that's what first got me into it. So is this like, what, when did this kind of, how old were you when you started going down this path? Um, I started going down this path, um, it's probably 2018 or so, so yeah. not too long ago, really. And um, it w- I was in my early 20s, because yeah. that's usually when you're everyone's going through their biggest yeah. transition, like, who am I? What is what the point? I? And, you know, yeah. like... What's purpose? Yeah, exactly. Life? Yeah, I've noticed that it's affected a lot of early mm-hmm. people, yes. people in their early 20s, mm-hmm. is that, you know, they listen to these uh, Christian artists that yep. say they're Christian, mm-hmm. but then they hear the preaching and the doctrines and then they realize, oh, it's not about God. It's about right. me. How can I be the best me? Yeah. How can I be one with the mm-hmm. you know, universe? And eventually mm-hmm. leads them reading like, you know, Bert Arndt, like I forgot what his name is, uh, Bart Ehrman, um, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, people like Eckhart Tolle, who, who is super into spirituality. Mm-hmm. So like back in 2018, you kind of mm-hmm. went into this progressive Christianity yes, phase. Yeah. So what pulled you out? What caused you to realize, oh, whoa, this isn't like a good thing. Yeah. How do I, what caused you to come to a saving faith and mm-hmm. repentance with Jesus? Yeah, so um, I actually had like a pretty big breakdown in 2019. So um, I had this really, really big mental breakdown uh not really over it like nothing really triggered the breakdown I just my anxiety how I wasn't taking care of it properly uh came crashing in on me and so uh I had I had that breakdown and then I went into a dark depression like the worst kind of depression I've ever experienced I didn't know what I was feeling um I was very confused by it um and my husband was confused. I remember just like sitting in his lap, like having him like cradle me like a child. And I was just like, am I stuck like this? Like, I don't, what happened? You know, I was fine. And, um, so that went on for a while and I just, I wasn't sure what was happening. I would wake up and have a resting heart rate of 110 beats per minute. Like it was just constant anxiety and just dark, dark depression. And I would sleep most of the day. And, um, you know, one day I was just still dealing with that, not really sure, you know, where to go from here. And, you know, I was begging doctors for help. I was like, I don't know why this is happening. And all of them were just telling me, like, you're just going to get through it. Like, you're just going to have to get through it. This is anxiety. It happens. Like you've dealt with this for a while now. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the worst episode I've had. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking for help. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was turning to my preachers and everything. They weren't really doing it for me. Nothing was happening. And, um, one day I just had gotten home from work, um, filled with anxiety, you know, just another bad day. And I took a shower and I got out of the shower and Skylar was sitting on the bed and I just started talking to him and I was just kind of venting, not making a whole lot of sense, just like, you know, talking about my anxiety. And then all of a sudden it kind of came to me and I was just like, uh, I think 
this is from God and this is my, I, he needs me to change. Like something has to give. And, um, I mean, literally just right then it was a turning point. Everything was different after that. Like I just knew what I was doing. All of a sudden what I was doing was wrong. I needed to turn to the word of God. I needed to get in my Bible and something had to change. Something about my walk with God, I finally realized was off. And I just had this thought like kind of clear as day that my salvation wasn't secure. And, um, and I wasn't sure why yet, like I wasn't sure what I was doing wrong at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started really studying the Bible. I got really into apologetics, which of course led me to, um, knowing, being able to discern and identify what false preaching was in my life and those false teaching and false Mm -hmm. teachers, um, and that's kind of what started to clear those up. I started to get out away from those churches and more into, I wanted to get plugged into a local church, which is why we eventually made the decision a few months later to come back to Oak Hills and, um, which was a really great decision. And, um, yeah, so things have just kind of snowballed from there. Like I've just kind of, uh, realize that I'm never going to know everything because I'm not God, but realizing that there's so much more to learn and there's always something to learn in that. Uh, I just, I read the Bible from front to back and when I'm done, I just start it over again. And then I just start, you know, it speaks to me in different ways and I start studying it more and it's just been really great. And I've tried to push people toward their own relationship with God and the, and definitely the word of God, because the fact that I ra- was raised in church, which a lot of kids that were raised in church have the same issue where we think we know everything. We've been told everything we need to know. There's nothing more to read in the Bible. There's no other sermon to hear. You know, we go to um, these churches and we hear the same kind of thing over and over again. Like, and we just start to, we get on our phones, you know, we don't care. And so, um, my kind of mission right now is to help people turn people to the word and having their own relationship with God, not just taking what the preacher says for face value and calling it a day and thinking you're fine and going to heaven. So, you know, um, if, uh, people, uh, when people listen to this, what are some things that you can do say to like help these people here mm-hmm. in their progressive, like Christian faith, like, you know, looking at the you that you were when you yeah. were in your anxiety, well, what are some things that you can say now, now mm-hmm. that you are in apologetics and, you know, constantly dwelling in the word of God? Mm-hmm. What can we say as Christians to help these people who think that, you know, it's about, you know, being the best you that you can yeah. be? Um, well, I would definitely just say, one, to get into the word and just uh, to l- pray, pray, pray that God will speak to you in a way that... Um, will move you and change you and that yes he does he does uh like the um what am I trying to say here the you know there he does want obedience and he does want repentance from us and those things shouldn't be scary if they're scary then that's a good thing. That's where you should be because um, you should feel convicted, you know? And like, I know it's hard to hear and I know that's not what we want to hear. Um, We, you know, it's great when the world tells us like, don't change anything about yourself. You're perfect the way you are, but you're not, or things would be going better for you. Don't you think, you know, like with me, when um, I was going through this and I was being told those messages, I don't know why it never occurred to me that, well, if I'm perfect the way I am, then why, 
is this, why am I waking up with anxiety every single day? Why am I so miserable? Why is nothing working out for me? My husband hates me. My, you know, my friends don't want to talk to me anymore because I just thought that they all had to work around my anxiety, you know, like I didn't, I don't have to change. That's what I'm being told, you know? And so that does not work out. So. Yeah. My question is like, if, if Jesus loves you so much that you can stay the way that you are, Mm -hmm. then why did he, why did he have to die for you? Right. Why did he have to die for your sins? (laughs) Yeah. What's the point? Because Mm -hmm. if he had to die for your sins, then it kind of means that you're not perfect and that there is something broken. Mm. Um, you know, so like, how can Christians now, sorry, I gotta get closer to the mic. (laughs) How can Christians now, um, you know, in an Orthodox point of view, uh, who are, who is in the, who is in the word, how do they address situations like depression, anxiety, um, and just mental illness? Yeah. Mental illness is a that's a tough one. Yeah. And um, it growing up in the church, it was very taboo. Like we, I had an old preacher of mine tell me that um, when I was like in the midst of all this struggle with anxiety, he told me that I didn't have the faith of God. And I would definitely argue against that because I do. Um, for me and, and for a lot of people, anxiety and depression, it's a chemical thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely think people in the church should I think the church should constantly be available and be a resource for people who need to talk and need help. Um, anxi- the thing with anxiety and depression is that you, the you can't keep it bottled up. Um, you need to bring it to God. You need to surrender it to God. But you also need to acknowledge that sometimes it's something that's needs to be addressed by a doctor as well. And that in in God uses that. He uses mm-hmm. you know medical professionals to help and heal us as well. You know, I wouldn't tell someone who broke their leg not to go to the hospital. And like, for me, the anxiety had gotten so out of control that I did need medical help. And now I've been in therapy for two years and, um, it's helped me in my walk with God. It's helped me in my relationships. It's been completely healing for me, you know, and I'm going to continue that and I'm going to continue it for as long as I need to, you know? So I definitely would say that we should not see it so much as a faith issue. Acknowledge that that can be the case. Um, You know, we definitely need to turn to God. I mean, there's a reason he talks about it so much. He talks about don't be anxious, you know, don't fear. Like those things, that is in the Bible. He talks about it. So why aren't we, you know, like we definitely need to be talking about it and, um, and showing people that it's one healthy and normal, like you're not, not, nothing's wrong with you. And, um, it definitely doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're not close enough to God. You don't trust God enough. Um, because that's not necessarily always the case. It definitely could be, but, um, it's definitely not just, it's not that black and white, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine to love Jesus and still have therapists. Yes. Yes. Because absolutely. Jesus, like God empowers these people mm-hmm. to be there in your life, right. to help walk through this with you. Yeah. It's not a weakness. No. It's not like you're a less of a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's yeah. like David, he probably had depression. He yeah. leaned on God. He, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like there's people who have constant anxiety in the Bible. Yeah. Like Jonah, Jonah, he ran away from God. Right. But, but God pulls them back in. Mm-hmm. And now we have the ability to talk with people about it. Exactly. So why aren't yeah. we? And there's even Christian uh, medical professionals, yeah. which is what I would always suggest to seek out just because you can be led astray by, you know, uh, 
certain mm-hmm. psychologists and stuff. And like my, yeah. it was very important to me when seeking a therapist that they were a Christian one so that, that we could both be on the same page that way and they could point me to scripture. Yeah. So, so going back to like, progressive christianity Mm -hmm. uh we hear about this a lot from our perspective like you know people talking to us about what progressive christianity is like Mm -hmm. but we never get the perspective as a progressive christian while they're still in that situation and how they view conservatives Mm -hmm. so like how did you view like bible preaching conservative christians while you were a progressive christian um bigots (laughs) i definitely saw them as uh I I saw them as like way too uptight. I thought they were taking things way out of, um, out of context, uh, which is ironic, right? (laughs) But, um, yeah, I thought that they were way too uptight and I definitely thought that they were usually, I thought that they were all probably racist, bigots, homophobes, all that Mm -hmm. type of thing. I didn't think that they were demonstrating the love of God. Um, yeah, so definitely, I definitely thought of them as closed minded. Mm-hmm. Do you think that those thoughts were valid? No, not. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that that. Can, I mean, there's certainly certain people mm-hmm. who kind of fit the script sometimes. But um, and you know, I've experienced relationships with people like that. But um, no, I think that that was just that was just the sinful nature in me not wanting to accept that I had. I needed to change. I didn't want to admit that I wasn't right. I didn't want to admit that they might be onto something. I didn't like that their way required me to do more, um, to, to repent of sins. Like, cause this whole time in progressive Christianity, I was living in habitual sin. Like I definitely was, uh, aware that I was sinning and just finally found a loophole to not feel guilty about it. And so I always thought of, um, you know, conservative Christians as like shaming and, um, stuff like that. And so it just wasn't tempting to me. And I don't think that that was ever valid. I think it was just my sinful nature. So how do we as Christians approach, you know, the Melody Godwins of the world when she was Mm -hmm. in 2018, Mm -hmm. how do we, you know, love them, care for them, show them that we don't hate them. We just hate the sin that they're in. How do we do that? Yeah, I'm I'm still figuring that out. Like one thing I've really oh. been um learning recently is kind of looking at the nature of Jesus mm-hmm. um during his time on earth. Like was he you know this kind meek little mm-hmm. lamb that we describe him as? Not entirely. Like he was a little bit sassy and yeah. you know he was flipping tables and stuff. Like he was very like you know, he was he was telling people how it was and he wasn't sugarcoating it. Yeah. And but you know, people were still drawn to him. And so what was he doing differently? And I think that it just all has to do with the intent behind it. Mm -hmm. He genuinely loved everybody and he was here on a mission and he, um, he cared about their souls. You know, I, I think we need to make sure and pray for that kind of love when we're approaching progressive Christians or any kind of anybody outside of the church, you know, like just anybody, no matter what lifestyle, when we're addressing sin in someone else's life, one, of course, we have to check ourselves, you know, and make sure that, you know, we're not doing something hypocritical. Are we just judging them because we're in denial about something we're going through or doing? Um, Because that's been the case for me a few times, for sure. And, um, 
you know, log in my own eye situation. But also I think we need to pray for the heart of Jesus that, that we're wanting to help them. We want them to go to heaven. We want them to be right with God. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Um, A lot of people have noticed a lot of times when they are trying to point out a sin in a progressive Christian, Mm -hmm. it's more of a, out of a self-righteous posture rather than like this person is struggling. Like this guy, like he just needs to show, he he just needs to know how much Jesus loves him. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, so now tell me, uh, how is your walk with God now? And, uh, how has it been since Mm -hmm. he's brought you back into this, um, place where you're constantly following the God, uh, Mm -hmm. the word of God? Um, and you know, especially now that you have a kid. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's been nothing but blessings. I mean, it's, I, there's definitely, I've, I've been able to see all the things that I'm faced with as growing opportunities and chances to get closer and deeper with God. I've gotten to actually get to know him and in getting to know him, I've gotten to know myself and what he's created me for. Um, you know, it's, I don't have this clear cut purpose where I'm like, Oh, I was always meant to do this thing. Like it's always changing. And I always see myself through the lens of, always needing to improve. I'm never going to be at the place of God until I'm up there with him. Um, I have so much more hope that, uh, you know, I don't have to live in fear or anxiety anymore. Um, and I'm able to see him in a sense where he is, you know, God and the creator of everything. And, he loves me and he forgives me. And because he forgives me, I don't have to hate myself. I don't have to see myself as the person I used to be or the sins that I used to commit. Um, and that I don't, I, I am going to mess up because I'm not him and he's always going to be there. He's never going to leave me. Um, so even in my darkest moments, which there've been a lot of, uh, I know that it's going to be okay and that he has a plan and that he has a purpose. And I just, you know, I get to talk to him every day. I wake up and talk to God, you know, it's the first thing on my mind. And, um, and it's just so exciting. I just feel like I have so much more excitement for life now. I'm not scared of anything. You know, I used to be so scared of death because my salvation wasn't secure. And now I don't even have to fear that. And I get to have this amazing blessing with my family. You know, I have my son who was, um, just so clearly from God that, um, I get to experience that love, which is so amazing. Um, and I get to help people and talk to people who struggled with infertility as like I did and, you know, give them hope that, you know, it might not look like my story, but you know, like that he, God puts that want in you for a reason. And like, I just realized I got to learn that God listens and does hear, my prayers and he has a has a purpose for anything that i'm going through i mean that's the true self-help gospel right there that's yeah something that a lot of people want but they always seek it mm-hmm. somewhere else is yeah. that you know like i might be broken i might be messed up you know i i have struggles but god still loves me right yeah um, but he doesn't want it's okay for me to feel how i am and right. it's, it's okay to be where i am mm-hmm. but it's not okay to be it's not okay to dwell in this situation exactly. because God wants us to grow from this situation because he loves us so much. He mm-hmm. died for us yeah. so that we can be more than that, than the brokenness that we yeah. are. 
Because when Jesus dies for us, he doesn't he doesn't just, you know, save us from our sins. He basically gives us his righteousness. We are now sons and daughters of God, mm-hmm. not because of who we are, but because God made it made God gave us this value. Yeah. I think that's the true self-help gospel. Mm-hmm. Um well, thank you for your time. Uh I'm thank not going to keep you any longer because mm-hmm. you probably have Mace at home waiting yep. for you. <laughs> Um, is there anything else that you want to tell the audience before we uh, wrap up? Um, just that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And God loves you. And he does love you the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. And so seek him. Seek his word. Be in his word. Uh, and pray for the wisdom to know when you're being led astray. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening in on this podcast. Um, We really appreciate your listening. Um, And we just pray that uh, more podcasts like this can be available to you guys.